0: Hello, and welcome to the uh, June 24th edition of the AAPI GoCast. I'm your host, Scott. As always, joining me is Raphael and Eugene. Hello. Got an interesting show for you this week. Uh, We're going to go into, of course, uh, what you've been shooting, as we do every week, um, and then dive into the news, because there certainly was a lot of this this week, uh, particularly from our own President Biden putting his foot in the mouth. So... Uh, should be an exciting time. Um, let's get started then. Um, we'll get to listener Q and a at the end of the call for those of you joining in chat. All right. So, um, yeah. So has anybody been to the range this week? Uh, gotten a new gun, new ammo, new accessory, anything you wanted to share or talk about?
1: I have one update and that's that I found some nine millimeter for 40 cents around and bought some, and I'm happy with myself for that.
0: <laughs> I, uh, Hopefully it wasn't
1: Winchester.
2: If you're okay with Norma, I might have found a place you can get some Norma nine mil for about twenty bucks, fifty rounds.
1: I pretty much exclusively shoot Tula at this point. I'm not picky. <laughs> okay,
2: nice. I'll send you. I'll send you over that link.
1: Um, let me uh, let me share a mod. It can't run steel. It doesn't deserve to run brass. This is true. This is true. Um, I We're still
2: I work at a range, so I've I've been trying to like. Test out the rentals that are there. Ooh. Um, but this past Sunday, I actually brought um one of my friends who'd never shot before, and I gave him a whole cornucopia of things: uh, suppressed AR, Galil, uh, my K thirty one, a few pistols, a shotgun. You know, just to dip his feet into the water. Nice. Uh, how, how did cool. that go? Um, he had a lot of fun. He really liked the Galil and the suppressed AR, the pistols. He didn't enjoy as much, but that's because he was just, you know, not holding it properly. He didn't have a a good grip. Um, The shotgun, he's a, he's a smaller guy and the shotgun was like a 590A1 from Mossberg and it kind of kicked his ass a little bit. So
1: yeah, always start people off with a 410. It's a lot easier to control and way less scary when you're just experiencing it for the first time.
2: He enjoyed it though, which was good.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's just not fun the next day when you sleep on the wrong side Mm -hmm. and then you can't move your arm. And if you don't know how to mitigate the recoil on a shotgun, you know it can be it can be that can be the experience.
0: Yeah, on the flip side, the first time I shot an AR-15, though, I had, like, zero recoil, and then I shot a shotgun after that, and I was like, holy crap, like, now I get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I grew up shooting 22 rifles and the occasional 9mm carbine, and uh, I was surprised at 5.56 because it feels the same as a 9mm out of a long barrel.
0: And then I uh, shot my first 12-gauge, and I was like, oh, oh, I see. Yeah, so the advice that uh, President Biden gives about getting a double barrel shotgun probably not the best advice if you're uh, you know, a petite person, uh, at least in my experience. Uh, yeah, I mean, speaking of which, on, on my end, there, um, I ended up uh, visiting my parents in Nevada, so that was just all sorts of fun. I took my mom to the range uh, to shoot for the first time, uh, so she got to shoot a Walter PDP and a SIGS P365, both yes. of which are verboten in the land of uh, California, so that was a fun experience, and, uh you know, actually, like, I didn't know this before, because she never mentioned it growing up, but, like, apparently my grandpa, who's an ex-marine, like, shot, uh, taught her how to shoot in 1911, like, back when she was a kid, so she kind of, like, picked it up in no time, Um and, uh, yeah, I mean, she was hitting paper in no time after a few, you know, safety tips, which was uh kind of cool to see. The Walther PDP, now that's on my what? list for as soon as I leave this state, good lord. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I'm angling to get that included in my will, uh, you know, or her will, or something like that. <laughs> it's a, it's a really, really nice gun. Um, but technically, like, you can do interfamily transfers within California. So, you know, if uh, I can ever convince them to be very, very generous and buy me a very expensive gift, then uh, who knows that might work out.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: oh wow, that texturing though, that is beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, and I was, I was pretty impressed with the P365, too. I, like, I shot the XL and had a red dot on there. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, uh, yeah, pretty pretty smooth. So I, I, I kind of wanted one of those, uh, too. Yeah, it's about the only thing we they can They are
1: <laughs> basically the best subcompact handgun you can get, um, especially if you're small. It just mm-hmm. disappears. Like, I'm a skinny guy. A Glock 19 on my belt, it just, you, you can tell
0: there's something there. 365, nothing. Disappears. Gone yeah that that was impressive honestly i mean it was like i, I wasn't expecting it to be that small honestly like it yeah uh, it's like this shouldn't fit 12 rounds oh it does fit 12 rounds yeah i mean and it's uh i mean it, it it's only like it's tad bigger than like a walter ppk which i was like really shocked by because most compacts like i mean that are way bigger than that and it was uh, pretty smooth Yeah, also, something worth noting um, about both the P320 and P365, uh,
1: they're both incredibly modular. So the only controlled part in them is the fire control unit, the FCU, which is a metal frame that goes inside the top of the uh, polymer frame. But you can change out the frame and slide. Uh, So you can basically turn a SAS into a 365XL without registering a new gun or buying a new actual legal fire have literally multiple carry gun and competition gun all in one package with a 365 or a 320
2: one of the one of the things i love about like sig's new line is the fact that it is so modular um the whole like chassis system i think uh yeah was, i think it was pretty I cool. think
1: it was a military requirement for their contract mm-hmm. um and they were kind of angling at that and they realized oh this is perfect for a tiny gun and yeah it is
2: i uh i also was looking at a 365 xl um, but I, as a bigger guy, have the luxury to be able to conceal a Glock 17 as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you there. Let's just say I'm large enough to conceal a uh, Beretta 92FS. So uh, there's that. Well,
1: in terms of size, let's just say size doesn't matter. Uh, I know a guy who's he's shorter and about the same weight as me. Um, I'm not big framed at all. And this guy. Uh, he will pull his Beretta M92 out of his pants, and you will not understand how it, w- how it fit in there. Uh, uh, it, it, it's ridiculous. He concealed carries it every day, and uh, it, it, do- it seems to violate the laws of physics somehow. Nice. But with enough determination and the right combinations of clothing colors...
0: You can conceal carry anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, the, well, according to the ATF, uh, you, you pretty much can uh, conceal carry anything uh, just with the magic of a pistol brace. So, yeah, who knew? That would be uh, interesting in some of the new constitutional carry states. Just see what you can
1: theoretically get away with. Yeah. All right. So, uh, gang, I'm in, I'm in West Virginia, and I've stuck an entire AR pistol on my pants.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that, that should be uh, Joe Manchin's new, new uh, campaign re-election slogan. Cool. Well, um, yeah, I guess with moving on to news then. Um, a little bit of an update on the um uh, event we're hosting on seven thirty-one. Uh we now have a name and uh it's officially live on Event Bribe and, and on uh, Monarch Defense's website as well. Um we actually sold out of tickets on uh Monarch Defense's website within less than twenty four hours, which is awesome, but we still do have a couple of tickets. Uh that are basically paid donation only on Eventbrite. Um, there's about seven of those left, so go snag those, and uh, it'll be a good time. Um, but basically, the name of the event is the Asian American Pacific Islander Gun Owners Community Outreach and Live Fire Range Day. Um, It welcomes Asian Americans, friends and allies, new gun owners, veteran members of the gun owning community, And uh, prospective new gun owners interested in learning more about self-defense, as well as local Bay Area self-defense and firearms trainers uh, who will be there on site, uh, along with some retailers of arms and ammunition. So it'll be a really good time. We have, uh, you know, about like seven different modules um, throughout the day, including, you know, basic pistol training, defensive pistol training, rifle, um, and even some, you know, live fire exercises uh, toward the end of the day. Uh, So Come out and join us uh, in San Jose if you have the time.
1: That's right. Um, I'll be out. Uh, will Bobby or Eugene be out? I actually haven't uh, been keeping track of exactly who's going in the, in the, in the cast.
2: I unfortunately would not be able to make that. Um, I can't afford it. It's just a schedule conflict.
0: Understandable. So it's uh, me and you, Scott. Yep, and uh, Bobby and uh, Malcolm are going to be there, too, who uh, hasn't been on the podcast except for, like, Q&A, but he's uh, helped us a lot behind the scenes. So he'll be out there, I'll be out there, Raphael will be out there. And, uh, you know, hey, if you're one of our uh, haters on Instagram, um, you also have the opportunity to shoot me with a rubber uh, bullet uh, Burna HD launcher, so come on out. I mean, It'll be a good time. I'm
1: really looking forward to meeting everybody. I'm really looking forward to wowing everybody with my uh, in- extremely mediocre shooting skills. Uh, this should be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, good time barbecue at the end of it. Uh, so should be a great, great event for a good cause. And as uh, long as there's wheel cool. guns around, we can always uh, we can always do some offs. I, I do enjoy those. <laughs> yeah, that that'll be fun. Maybe I'll uh, I'll bring my uh, R8 for that. Ooh. Uh, that might be give an unfair advantage though, because it's eight rounds instead of you know six shooter. But All yeah, that, it's fun. what matters is the first shot that that is I true an RA, that is and true. Uh, it's, it, it's it's what a 22 oh no it's it's a full 357 mag and 38 special My at least God. mine is and uh, yeah I mean if you like ridiculous attachments on a wheel gun it's great because it's got rails <laughs> on the barrel and the rails on top so we'll get a, a red dot and that, a laser
1: how does that work yeah.
0: Bring it. I need to see the cylinder. Oh, That's I'll no send sense. you some pictures. It's it's kind of like more of a rectangular cylinder. Type. I mean, it has a cylinder at the end of it, but it's like up to that. It's kind of, it has like, I mean, the actual, like the I mean, bottom. the
1: actual wheel that holds the cartridges. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. This sounds, uh, this sounds, I'm looking at pictures of it and this, like I said, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, yeah. This should be fun. Let's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let's go. Yeah, oh. even yeah, a, a good video of it. Um, you know, go check out Hickok 45's video of it. It's, a, it's kind of hilarious because you see him just running around with a, a trash can as a SWAT shield to do, you know, just for demonstration purposes. It's a, it's a fun as time. As a
1: rule, I generally don't watch Hickok 45 shoot because it makes me sad that I'll never be that tall or that good at shooting.
0: Yeah, good point. I'm not sure I could hit the gong that accurately. With like any. Didn't
1: he hit it with like a 22 pocket derringer or something? I seem to recall that happening. I'm, sure, I'm yeah. sure he's hit it with something that he shouldn't have been able to hit it with.
0: Wouldn't surprise me. Cool. Well, uh yeah, moving to news. Um, I guess one of the well, more a California focused big news. Uh the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals stayed the assault weapons ban um in California while it's on appeal. Um, so basically this Monday, three panel judge, um, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals issued the stay um, and uh, basically assault weapons, including the AR-15, are still uh, verboten, technically, unless you do, you know, California compliant modifications within the state um, until uh, uh, the appeal court at this point. Um, and any thoughts on this, uh, Eugene and Raph?
1: Going to the Supreme Court. Yes. Good. It's a well-constructed case. FPC has done their homework. Uh, California got the Ninth Circuit to stay it, but it's going to be appealed, going to be appealed again, and that means if it has to the Supreme Court um, and the Supreme Court takes it,
0: I think we're in good hands. Yeah, likewise. I mean, honestly, it would have been awesome if, if it got resolved here and there, but at least this way it's going to have well, national uh, implications itself there gets uh,
1: We don't oh, have St. Benitez out here on the East Coast, and boy, do we need one. Uh, so basically, you're getting a chance to share your victory with the rest of us. So you should actually just uh, graciously accept the decision to take it to the Supreme Court and uh, say you're welcome.
0: <laughs> well, you're welcome, and I'll, I'll send you a, a Catholic candle with St. Benita's on it.
1: I will light it and uh, recite the four basic rules in front of it every night.
0: There you go, followed by a couple of Harold Marys, and uh, you'll be good to go. Exactly. Cool. Any, any, any thoughts on that, uh, Eugene? Looks like we may have lost Yeah, no, no, no. Sorry about that.
2: I'm currently taking out the trash and uh, trying to fish up my phone. So I'm on the same boat. The fact that it's going, to, um, it's going up the ladder is nothing but good. Um, I get the, the desire to have it be resolved more locally, but if it is going to go all the way up to service... That is great implications for the rest of the U.S. I saw a tweet earlier, talk, kind of talking about it. Uh, it was uh, some dude celebrating the fact that it is uh, being sent up the ladder. And you ever hear the uh, expression, don't say the, the um, quiet part out loud? Yeah, I'm familiar. Uh, he essentially put at the end of his statement, uh, the Second Amendment be damned. Ooh.
1: Well, this is somebody who's anti-gun, I assume. Extremely. Okay. Well, it's always nice to see when the opposition shows, shows the true colors. This is a subreddit I enjoy called, uh, it, it's the acronym for No One Wants to Take Your Guns. And uh, it's just basically people who don't like individual liberties. Um, screenshots of them actually wanting to take your guns after claiming they don't really want to. It's, uh, it's fun and shows you some cognitive dissonance, which I understand if you've had enough of that this, these past few years, but uh, it's worth a look, just if you want to see what you're up against, if you want to own some guns. like a responsible citizen. Let's see, what else, is, what else is new in the
0: firearms world? Well, speaking uh, so, of cognitive dissonance, um, we uh, are uh, host of the event, Brian. And at Monarch Defense um, actually went on in NBC local news uh, this past week to debate a uh, member of mayor of San Jose, Sam Licardo's administration. Um, So at this point in the podcast, I'm actually going to play the full audio clip, and then we'll discuss that um, as a group. Start with that groundbreaking
3: development for gun reform in the Bay Area. Here's the deal. The country is watching this closely. San Jose is taking matters into its own hands. The city council unanimously passing a controversial gun reform proposal. STORES HAVE TO VIDEO RECORD ALL FIREARM PURCHASES. THINK OF THAT. THEY HAVE TO videotape NOW ALL THE PURCHASES THEY MAKE WITH THESE GUNS. IT COMES AT A VULNERABLE TIME FOR THE CITY OF SAN JOSE. IT'S BEEN, WHAT, THREE WEEKS NOW SINCE THE VTA SHOOTING? NINE PEOPLE SHOT DEAD BY THEIR COWORKER. THIS NEW LAW, THOUGH, WAS PASSED JUST LAST NIGHT. IT ALSO AIMS TO END AN ILLEGAL PRACTICE KNOWN AS STRAW PURCHASING. THAT'S WHEN SOMEONE BUYS A GUN, for another person. This could be someone who's barred from owning guns. San Jose is the first major U.S. city to pass this law requiring videotaping of gun sales. Let's be clear here. We know where this is going, right to the courts. Gun advocates will be challenging this new law and all of the new proposals. We're going to show you those other proposals in a minute, but so let's bring in our guest tonight. Joining us this evening, Joe Cachet, a prominent Bay Area lawyer and legal advisor to San Jose's Mayor Sam Liccardo when it comes to this gun legislation. Also with us, Brian Wang, a gun instructor for Monarch Defense, a firearm school with multiple locations across California and here in the Bay Area. Gentlemen, nice to have both of you with us on the program. Joe, let's start with you. On paper, a huge win for your legal team and San Jose City leaders. They passed unanimously to videotape all gun purchases. Right
4: off the bat, how pleased are you? I couldn't be happier. Let me tell you this. I I am so proud of what the council did. I am so proud of Sam Licardo stepping forth. It just wasn't those nine people that were killed last week. Uh, Raj, there have been 430 mass shootings in the United States in the past five months. And you understand what I mean by mass shootings. It is phenomenal that the council has stepped forth and doing this. This should have been done by many city councils years ago.
3: Joe, you're, you're a realist. I've known you for many years. Will this rule actually stick?
4: I think so. I think what's happening, courts are are awakening to the real language it's contained in the Second Amendment. When the Second Amendment was adopted in 1789, we didn't have assault rifles. We didn't have ghost weapons where kids can go up on a computer and order parts of guns and assemble them in their basement. It's a whole new world. The language in the Second Amendment was simply that people may bear arms. Absolutely, we have no problem with that. The issue is how do we regulate today's world? Today's world, they did not, I I just said, they did not have AR-15s. I was in special forces, I shot an M16. I know what it can do to the human body, what it can do to a metal truck. Uh, We are so far advanced from the silliness of listening to the old school as to what the Second Amendment means. The Second Amendment does not mean that you can have ghost sales of of guns. The Second Amendment does not mean that kids can go up on a computer and order gun parts and put it together. Never mind kids, people, crooks. It's scandalous. Gun sales have gone up, I think it's 600%. Yeah, in if the I can
3: they, they have gone up. We'll show, that, we'll show you we'll show you those numbers in a moment. If I can get to Brian Wang now, now, Brian, uh, what's wrong with this new law specifically in San Jose videotaping all purchases? This is something you're very familiar with in terms of your experience uh, in the gun industry.
5: Thank you, Raj. Thank you for giving me a chance to speak tonight with you guys. When we look at the videotaping and audio taping of gun purchases, there's one problem with this. And it's not about the videotaping. It's not about the audio taping. That's actually not the issue. The issue is why do you want to make them videotape? Why do you want to make them audio tape? Because the thing is, the stated intent is to decrease the the potential for straw purchases. But guess what? Straw purchases have already been illegal for decades. Straw purchases have been illegal since the beginning of time and heavily regulated. Uh, I've worked in the firearms industry for many years, and we would always get ATF agents visiting. We would always get federal law enforcement to check on us. To brief us, FBI agents would come and give us briefings on how to spot straw purchases. So this is already uh, something that's in place. So then, why does Mayor Liccardo want to do that in the city of San Jose? And to answer that question, we have to look at some of the um, the history. When we look at San Francisco in 2015, when we look at uh, Oakland, uh, Siegels was the last gun store in 2000. When we look at Berkeley, San Leandro, these were all gun stores, the last of the kind which were killed by predatory. Um, Predatory attempts by the city to try to drive them out, and that harkens back to the history of, for example, trying to bar Chinamen from Chinatown or from San Francisco by barring laundries, because as we know, the Chinese ran laundries in the history of California by barring laundries in a wooden building, and that was no other reason other than to drive them out of town. So you seem to bring
3: you seem to be bringing kind of an ethnic way to all of this. Are you saying it's, it's targeting minority gun store owners?
5: That's basically what we're looking at for. But the thing is, it's not about minority guns for owners. It's about the customer who are now increasingly the elderly, women, minorities. These are people who traditionally, and also just non-gun people, right? We think of the gun owner, old, white bearded, you know, uh, drinking a beer, shooting guns off the back porch. But that's not the demographic for the modern gun owner. These are people who work in tech. These are good, honest, law-abiding people, responsible people, I should say, because quickly they're going to be no longer law-abiding if the law is switched on them. But these are good people, and as a demographic, they're not trying to harm anybody other than to defend themselves from crooks.
3: Well, you both bring up good points. Not just videotaping all purchases here. There are other proposals to San Jose's gun control plan. Let's take a look, and both of you guys look with me here. Banning ghost guns, banning assault-style weapons, and creating gun buyback programs. San Jose also wants to become the first city in the nation to tack on extra fees on gun sales. That's a big deal. Those fees would go to help offset costs of gun violence. The city also wants to require gun owners to buy insurance. Brian, here we go. Extra fees and gun insurance. Who does this impact?
5: Well, when we look at extra fees, yeah, let's start let
3: with that. Right to
5: keep and bear arms, right? If we look at the right to keep and bear arms, well then, um, do we have a right to, uh, let's say, public assembly or the right to freedom of speech or the right to religion? If we're going to... Uh, take gun owners who are exercising their Second Amendment rights and then we're going to find them a fee to be a gun owner, then we should take a fee for being Muslim, let's suppose. Because you know what? There's some gun owners and if they, uh, you know, there's many gun owners, but a few of them are bad apples and they hurt some people, then uh, everybody should pay a fee into the pot to pay for that kind of violence. Well, you could say the same thing for Muslims, for example, that all Muslims should pay a fee so that one Muslim has a terrorist attack the other Muslims have chip into it. And that, of course, is highly unconstitutional and reprehensible. so let's yeah. look at assault weapon bans. Uh, uh, that's already out the door. Yeah, so that's and, and, ghost guns. and Brian, I will say
3: that there are gun uh, legislation and gun groups already, like you're, like you're suggesting, that, that are going to challenge this in court. And, Joe, this is a lot. All these proposals, it's a lot. Why go down this road knowing people like Brian and a lot of people in the country, regardless of their ethnicity or demographic, the legal opposition likely to block these measures? Why go down this lo- road, Joe? Yeah.
4: Ethnicity has nothing to do with it whatsoever. This is all about people who are going to kill people with guns. This is all about kids getting hands on guns. This is about thieves, about people who have no respect for other lives. We've got to. Look, when you go in to get a license and you want to drive a car, you get your picture taken and you pass a test. What is the difference between owning a car and owning a gun? There is no difference. I could give you ten examples of your picture being taken on a passport, on anything else. This is the first step, in my opinion, of many that have to be taken. On the insurance, look, we know that the insurance is only for accidental killings, because insurance does not cover intentional acts. So Brian right. is, is trying to mislead it a little bit with the insurance issue. The insurance is very important. That's if you buy a gun and it accidentally goes off and kills somebody, you have insurance just like you buy a car, excuse me, car insurance. It's mandatory if you're gonna drive a car. Oh. What's the difference between an automobile and a gun? Both can kill people if not properly registered to a person that understands how to drive or a person that understands how to shoot a gun. Well, ge- It gen- is not not that complex.
3: And gentlemen, we could obviously How's it
4: debate- gonna do? In the world? We-
3: We can debate this for for hours at a time, but, Brian, let me just ask you, fundamentally speaking, forget all these laws, all these proposals, do we have a gun problem in America that's solvable?
5: Yes, we do. Here's the way, way, way we solve the problem. By understanding that the vast majority of people are good people, they're responsible people, they're innocent people, and that the crooks and the criminals are a very, very, very small minority. And so, if you use the excuse of one bad actor to then regulate and trample on the rights of all the rest of the people, then that's the problem. And what we need to do is to recognize this situation. That's how we solve the problem.
3: Uh, Brian, Brian Wang, thank you for people your,
5: who will stop bad people.
3: Brian Wang, thank you for your insight. And one final comment from Joe Cochet here. What comes next? Give me the procedure here in terms of is this going to stick in San Jose? What's the legal challenges? The timeline?
4: We're hoping, of course that many other cities do exactly what San Jose did. Thank God for that city council, thank God for Sam. They're leading the way across America. Chicago, as you know, has a video. There's nothing wrong with this. And to respond to uh, Brian, real quickly, he seems to point out that just a few people are out there getting guns. You have to look at the numbers, it's astronomical. Across the board, people are buying guns because we don't have sufficient gun laws we are unlike any other country, civilized country, in regulating guns. We do not do it, and we have to do it. All right,
3: Joe Kachet, Brian Wang, thank you. And speaking of the rise in purchasing of guns, we'll just say one one quick fact for you right now. 80,000 guns per month are being sold
0: here in California. Joe Kachet, Brian Wang, thank you for your time. We will see you down the road. Um, and I'm just going to ask you guys for your reactions to that uh, that debate with uh, Joe Cochette of uh, the uh, Sam Licardo administration. Uh, did y'all have a chance to listen to that clip?
1: I listened to the first few minutes of it. I've had a pretty busy week. Um, but from what I could see, Brian absolutely knows his shit. Uh, the other guy did not. That's pretty standard in uh, these types of debates. Often gun controllers have little to zero idea what they're talking about. And... Uh, as long as there were no uh, gotchas at the end or the network didn't try to paint Brian like an absolute kook, I think this is a solid W for us. Yeah, I mean, when
2: I was uh, watching through it, I thought he cared himself very well, especially for someone that, you know, doesn't have, like, a strong background in, like, TV or, or debate. I'm assuming. I don't know. But I, I thought it was done fantastically. Um, there were... Yeah, wh- to- what... Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry about that. There were quite a few thi- things that the lawyer, Joe, right? That was his name? Mm-hmm. Quite a few things that he said which I thought were just hilarious. Uh, the whole idea of equating guns to cars that I thought was was uh, quite the, the dog whistle.
1: Right, right. Show me the amendment where it says uh, the right of the people to keep and drive cars shall not be infringed.
2: Yeah. As a a lawyer, his either blatant disregard or ignorance of that fact concerns me as a, you know, Asian-American gun owner.
0: Yeah, definitely. Especially the part when he was, like, likening full audio and video recording being required for every gun transaction to just getting your photo taken at the DMV for your driver's license. Yeah. It's like, uh. So, come on, you're talking about here. They're they're not recording your every move when you're getting a driver's license or uh, registering to vote.
2: On that note, um, I don't think a lot of these politicians understand, or maybe they do, uh, the financial burden it requires to store, first of all, to have that system and store all that information. You know, because audio and video recordings take up a lot of like physical space. Um, Like, our a hard drive and you know to be able to that whole system be able to afford to keep that data um and for who knows how long i don't know how long they want the retention period to be that all falls
1: on the the store owner. well i think and i think uh this, this is some razor like occam's razor it's a different uh, expression but uh never attribute to malice what can easily be attributed to stupidity i mean this is a malicious law that uh, has passed but hamlin's razor Ah, yes, okay, so the, uh, but I think the politicians in question, like most politicians, had no idea what they were talking about, and, uh, had some ideas that looked good that were hand-fed to them by some gun control group, or Mike Bloomberg himself, and effectively they're just trying to get gun stores out of the city, because whatever reason they have, I'm not sure I understand their logic, or if they have any, Uh, but that's functionally what this is, a ban on FFLs in in San Jose. It
2: becomes gun-scary.
1: I mean, that's, that's yep. why, well, at the average Joe level, people like Mike Bloomberg, sure what they find so scary. Maybe uh, the proletariat having power as well. Uh, another thing, thing I wanted to them.
2: comment on was Joe's comment on, uh, or his response to something Brian said where he, he was trying to say, oh, no, this law isn't supposed to target minorities. Well, yeah, great. Just because it doesn't target them doesn't mean it's going to, like, inversely affect them more than non-minorities.
0: Yeah, it's just like any other law enforcement mechanism. It's like it, we're not intending for it to impact minorities disproportionately to white people, but you know, at the end of the day, that's what the prison statistics show. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: with all these, the, I mean, there's a lot of there's been a lot of debate on disproportionate impact lately, and I think you could easily show with some simple demographic surveys that it has disproportionate impact on people who uh, aren't or are even not hereditarily firearm owners. Like, uh, it, it's not a family tradition and. You know, you can trace that back. There's a lot of ways you can show that this ha this is disproportionately uh, impactful to people who are um, who are disadvantaged in any way because this is it, it'll raise prices. It's just kind of nasty.
0: Yeah, that that's like one of my dreams for this organization at this point. If like we ever get enough funding, like fund a full-on market research ethnographic study well, about um, this. To just kind of like really highlight the fact that uh, gun ownership has changed and everything you said of the above would be, you know, I can, one thing uh, to go based on NSFF data, but like to actually go out there, do a full blown study
1: to you p- don't even need
5: to
1: do, do that. that. If you can suppress voters by moving poll locations out of the inner city, you are making it more difficult for people to bear arms by moving guns, uh, gun stores out of cities. Yep. It's the exact same thing.
0: They're both rights that are protected by the Constitution. For sure. Well, and it's interesting to you, like you were mentioning that, you know, uh, Eugene before about the cost of uh, data storage and that being on the uh, individual gun owner, Uh, like during my day job, I like deal with this a lot, like we were just trying to purchase a uh, digital asset management platform, which is marketing nerd speak for a bunch of servers that serve video. And the quote that we got for that was two terabytes of data in the cloud, 60K a year. (laughs) That's... um. Uh, sorry, two petabytes. Oh, never mind. That's okay. Yeah, two terabytes. That's like, oh, my God, that's a flash drive. Paying like, 60K for two terabytes is like um, paying two bucks around for nine millimeter. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's it, it's insane. I mean, the other thing that really was kind of interesting, he, toward the end of the conversation, um, he was mentioning, you know, this weird, bizarre argument that, like, gun crimes are increasing Because new more guns are out there on the street based on legitimate purchases. And I just thought that was kind of like, a little bit haunting in retrospect, because Biden just mentioned that the other day as well, with, uh, you know, some of the new renewed push on gun policies that we'll be talking about later. I mean, I mean, it's just like seems completely disconnected to me. It's like, well, yes, gun sales are going up, but those legitimate gun sales are not resulting in crime. I it's... think
1: it's been clearly established that minorities were the fastest growing group in terms of uh, firearm ownership. Yep. So if you want to correlate these two numbers together, um, you feel free to do that, uh, Joe, because you are making a very racist argument very quickly and I will let you
0: bury yourself. Exactly.
1: Yeah, so um, on the more positive side of things, Texas passed constitutional carry, something which people are are generally surprised to find out they didn't have already. But in reality, Texas is actually not one of the more uh, lax states in terms of firearm ownership. Uh, Texas historically had relatively strict restrictions, and they didn't even allow getting a carry permit until um, I think the late 90s. They were one of the later states to get on board with that. And, of course, now all 50 states theoretically allow it, but um, that was a big thing.
5: Yeah. Um...
1: So that's taking effect September 1st, I believe?
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And uh, as of then, Texan gun owners who meet a list of requirements, you can't have been convicted of any misdemeanors of a certain type or any violent offenses within a certain time frame. Uh, but it, it, So it's a little bit more restrictive than some constitutional carry laws, but it's still there. And it's still really cool. Now, now in Texas, you can actually just strap on a gun.
2: I uh, I saw a tweet from the ever so lovable Shannon Watts, Sharon Watts, whatever her name is, um, and she had posted a story Hello. about a I think it was a, a home invasion um, in San Antonio, and she was trying to correlate uh, Texas passing constitutional carry, which again doesn't go in effect uh, until September with the fact that the constitutional carriers will cause these two criminals with felonies on their records already to commit a home invasion. And I thought that was hilarious.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just kind of like going back to trying to tie the increase in legitimate gun ownership over the last, you know, year and a half or so to a rise in crime when we all know that's actually due to defund the police officers and, uh, The fact that it takes, uh, you know, San Jose PD at least nine minutes to 20 minutes to show up for a tier one emergency call. Uh, So, yeah, interesting, interesting perspective from Shannon Watts of Bombs Demand. And actually, Bombs Demand full auto. Right. That group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, So,
1: I mean, on my block, there were uh, two shootings this this past month, I believe. um, And they were both committed with pistols. Neither of them were legal pistols. Um, but out of the 28 homicides that have happened in my little sleepy town in upstate New York uh, over, the pa- over this year alone, so the last six months, um, all were committed with handguns, and none of those handguns were legally purchased. Just an interesting anecdotal statistic for you, but here, in order to get a handgun, it is, uh, you, you have to go through a whole process and, you know, sit with a sheriff, but it turns out, um, people are just buying them anyway and uh, killing people, so...
0: Yeah, I'll control, the please. show notes to it too but uh Mel- 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 had some really good research on that when we were kind of helping to prepare for uh that debate um yeah i mean it basically shows that a majority of guns used in crimes are guns that have been in circulation or stolen um oftentimes from police buyback programs or you know evidence lockers just suddenly going missing so there's uh you know potentially a whole uh, underground uh, issue with uh Firearms kind of falling off of the back of a truck to address their oh, the irony. I mean, um, so yeah. stealing a gun from a, uh, from a civilian
1: is probably a bad idea. Uh, you know, because they are a lot more likely to shoot you because they're a lot more likely to have other guns. Um, so I can see how evidence lockers and uh, just kind of more seedy venues that aren't, you know, necessarily privately owned guns would be a lot, uh, a lot easier to acquire an illicit firearm from.
0: Man. Like, yeah,
1: these police aren't very good
4: at their jobs. they well, we yeah. just
0: general nature of guns, they're you know, they're an analog object, there's no digital components to it. So, you could technically get the Gubraham Lincoln, up and running with a you know, just a little bit of uh, spit and polish. Come on now, Scott, don't give them any ideas. Yep, yep, they're gonna break into the Smithsonian right now and uh, steal the uh, John Wilkes Booth special. Um, but on that, I I saw it a while ago.
2: Um, There was a report in Philadelphia, Florida, and actually quite a few major cities where there were a number of firearms, specifically AR-15s, under uh, police ownership. And a few hundred of them were missing. And they have no idea where they went. Um, And there's also another report that the military also, quote-unquote, Oh, misplaced! A few hundred Berettas and a few hundred uh, select-fire M4s and M16s.
1: You see the guy who found the box of grenades in his backyard?
2: What a treasure!
1: Yeah, no, he uh, he found a box of fragmentation grenades in his backyard. They were just there. Somebody had dumped them while they were running from the security guards on the train after stealing them. So basically, yeah, the military's leaking guns all over the country, and. Uh, this means that citizens should not be able to own 30-round magazines because they are a danger to the public.
2: Uh, great transition, um, and since it is pretty in the news, uh, I want to for a second talk about our favorite government agent, David Chipman. Uh, Shipman. Yes.
0: I was just, just about to tie that to Fast and yeah. Furious. You know, I, I had a joke planned about you know guns ending up in the back of a truck of a drug cartel mm-hmm. in uh, Juarez. And, uh, you know, mysteriously on David Chipman's watch. But, yeah, go go right. No,
2: actually, I I feel like you have it pretty down. Uh, uh, Just as a primer for those who may not know, David Chipman, uh, Biden's new appointee as director of the ATF. Uh, Aside from his incredibly racist uh, incidents in which other members were slightly concerned, rightfully so, um, and also his incompetence in losing a service weapon multiple times, uh, he was... Was he in charge of, or or just part of Operation Fast and Furious?
0: I he think was... he was a part of it there, and he also ended up losing a couple uh, two, two, three rounds in the uh, you know backs of children at Waco, Texas. But you know that's another story,
2: and you know a few liters of kerosene. But you know, we don't we don't want to dwell on that too much.
1: Well, obviously Details. he had to he had to do all those things because they shot down helicopters with fifty BMGs, right? Yeah,
2: of course. Yeah,
1: it, obviously.
2: It's it justifiable at that point, right? Anyone would do the same?
1: For anyone who's not in on the joke, um, the ATF has a history of killing civilians in gruesome ways, especially their dogs. Yep. Uh, yep. And if you got a German Waco, shepherd and 30 round mags, watch out. Exactly. In, in Waco, Texas, um, th- there was a raid on a branch of, re- of religious zealots who quite possibly were doing some very bad things, but the ATF decided that killing them and burning the entire compound to the ground was the right answer. And then came up some really weak excuses about... It's kind of like the plot uh, of Far Cry 5, if you've ever played that. Keep your rifle by your side. Yeah. Um, But anyway, this guy, who Biden wants to run the ATF, was uh, directly involved in that, and uh, the longer he stays up uh, under consideration, the... Uh, the, the, worse it, the worse it seems and the more dirt keeps coming out. And, uh, I mean, I uh, I think our prospects might be good for not getting this guy in. Uh, just as it stands right now, uh, public opinion is turning against him the more they learn about Waco and other things like Ruby Ridge, Fast and Furious. I mean, I think we should trust the guy who uh, was involved with just handing guns
0: to the Mexican cartel to run our, you know, Bitcoin firearm. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. See, seems good to me. Uh, and thankfully his uh, nomination in the committee was tied 11, uh, 11, 11, 11, I believe, yes. um, just this morning. So that means that he won't go up before the fourth Senate unless he, uh, you know, Schumer feels that he has 50 votes to get it passed. So I'd urge everyone, um, you know, call your senators. Uh, it's actually not that hard to do. If you go to, Senate.gov slash states. You can find your the phone number for your senator. Um, I would say just be respectful because somebody like an aide might actually pick it up. For all I know, it might be an intern. Um, but, you know, just state your case, uh, why you're concerned. And, uh, you know, they'll relay the message, hopefully. It's worth a shot, at least. Email tends to get ignored, especially if it's all caps saying you are tyrant. I like guns. Just be normal, state your points, and uh, get it across, and uh, at least it's something.
1: Unfortunately, my senators are Gillibrand and Schumer, the two people who are the least likely to listen to anything I have to say. Yep.
0: Well, I've got Feinstein and Padilla, so it's not that much better. Yeah. It it was Harris up until uh, last year in the election, so... I'm
1: glad for you that she's farther from
0: you now. That's got to be good. Yeah, exactly. And at least Barbara Boxer isn't in there anymore. That's uh, even more... Of an issue. You
1: know, I I've met Gillibrand and I uh been within a close distance uh to Schumer. And uh yeah, they're not neither of them are going to change their minds about anything. They're pretty much yep. I have strong feelings about Gillibrand. Uh I won't go into
0: it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for
1: sure. She actively uh she actively messed with other things I've been involved with in the past that had nothing to do with firearms. Uh it was just pretty much her hating disabled people. So that was nice
0: well perfect reason for her to vote on the new pistol brace rules, which uh are ableist as you uh you know rightfully pointed out Eugene a couple of weeks ago. I mean, they're ableist, and i think uh
1: you you i think a mental disability uh would encourage one to vote for them, not to put too fine a point on it, but <laughs> they really make no sense, yeah,
0: exactly well, I mean especially like it's just like eye opening to me being able to go to Nevada and see a gun store with. Full autos on the wall and uh pistol braces and uh hundred round drum mags as far as the eye can see. It's like I feel like if you live in a bubble where it's like, oh these things are verboten they're banned, like maybe I don't know, maybe that it's not an excuse, but it's sort of like, well, they're this mysterious object, I don't really understand. But when you just see them in a normal retail setting, it's like, oh, what the fuck's the big deal? So the other big thing is uh Suppressor Freedom Act in Texas. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. I saw, you know, suppressors just in a display window, and it was just painful. It's like my mom could buy one, but I could not.
1: Yeah, so basically, um, for the layman, what's going on here is uh, a suppressor, or as a silencer, uh, silencer as they're called in the movies, um, it's a device that fits over the end of a muzzle and baffles the sound of a firearm. It works like a muffler uh, for a car. So it, it doesn't make it silent, but it makes it... Quiet enough, generally, that you don't need to wear hearing protection. So in your they widespread, I, I very common. You can hand. go on
0: Alibaba and buy mufflers, don't, which don't, may work. Don't, don't, I don't no, no, know. No, 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 no. I don't know. Don't, I don't I, even I talk about this. that. You will get the
1: ATF at your door. It's a bad idea. Okay. I will um, cut that. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't talk about that. Um, they're, they're simple mechanical devices, but if you manufacture one, you're in some deep shit. Uh, but basically what Texas is doing is they're taking the same approach Colorado did uh, back about 10 years ago to legalize weed. Uh, so they're basically locally nullifying federal laws and making it legal to own suppressors that were built in Texas as long as you're in Texas. Uh, so basically they're um, they're working to nullify a part of the National, uh, national
0: Firearms Act, which is huge. Yeah, but believe it or not, I'd heard... Anecdotally that there's something some kind of a loophole like that within California where civilians can't own them, but if you're, you know, have the special license to manufacture them, you're able to loop. That's them. just being an
1: FFL yeah. or an s7 You can own pretty much uh, pretty damn near anything. Like you can depending on the state and the uh specific laws, you can can you can car- daily carry a full auto pistol because you're legally allowed to own it. But that's Neither here nor there. This would make unregistered suppressor ownership legal for average citizens, which is great for hunting. It scares animals less. Uh, it makes just it makes uh, hearing a lot safer, so you can shoot without hear prote- ear protection around other people. Um, and it's just generally like a, a polite and nice thing to do, which is why they're all over Europe. If you shoot in Europe, you have suppressors because you can pick them up for fifty bucks off the shelf at your gun store without any paperwork. They're just nice items that people use to be polite so anyway texas it's kind of like weed it's something you can do by yourself that uh makes you feel good and doesn't (laughs) really hurt anybody else so texas is uh going a different direction than colorado and going with a gun accessory instead of pot uh but that's essentially what they're doing uh is legalizing suppressors in the same way that colorado legalized weed this doesn't change any federal laws but it may well be a catalyst. And uh, I'm really, really excited for where this is going. And I think this could be setting a very good precedent that if other states follow,
0: we could be looking at a path to federal suppressor legalization, which would be amazing. Yeah, it really would be. Uh, I mean, you know, for all the points that you mentioned, but I don't know, it it just seems like sometimes to me that all of our, you know, suppressor gun-related laws were passed by people who saw John Wick one too too many times, because it's like, Literally, it's not to silence the gun for a crime. It's to save your ears so you don't have to wear gigantic noise-canceling headphones when you're at the range or you know earplugs or things like that. And that's why, to your point, it's perfectly legal to just buy them anywhere in Europe. Right. And also um, save the puppies.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, hold on, I'm, I'm checking this, the history really quick. But the NFA actually... Um, bans short-barreled shotguns and rifles because uh, this may or may not be apocryphal, but that was a mob addition. So essentially the, uh, the full-auto uh, ban, or uh, effective ban in 1938, was targeted at the mob. They were using Tommy guns and kind of wreaking, wreaking havoc. Now, whether or not that law was effective, well, you can read history books and find out. Uh, but the anti-suppressor and anti-short-barreled shotgun ban Uh, That was actually added into the NFA by mob-associated politicians, because guess what? Keeping a short-barrel shotgun under (laughs) your counter is way more convenient than keeping a full one, and it has a lot less velocity, so it's not likely to hurt people in the street when you're shooting the gangsters who are trying to rob your store. Uh, And so the gangsters saw an opportunity and took it, and now the rest of us, years and years and years later, have gotten uh, shafted for it, which sucks. But... This is a good move in the right direction, and I think,
0: uh, um, I think it's a good precedent. So you're telling me that the little girl that got blown up at the beginning of the Untouchables, uh, you know, delivering the bomb bag, uh, that's a direct result of the mob uh, not allowing the bartender to keep a shotgun behind his uh, counter. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go watch the Untouchables. Uh, you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about. First five minutes of the film, great movie. Kevin Costner can actually act in it, and uh, you get to see uh, Robert De Niro as Al Capone, which is uh, kind of bizarre, but that sounds uh, like fun time like a treat. Honestly, it is. It, it, it's a fantastic movie, honestly, and yeah, so, it uh, also has uh, Ennio Morricone uh, as the composer for the score. Uh, so good, the bad, and the ugly. Once upon a time in America. Good soundtrack. Yeah,
1: um, but anyway, that's something really cool that's happening in Texas, more for people who are a little bit of uh, legal nerds like me, but I think uh, as a precedent going forward, it's going to be very interesting, especially if more states pass laws like this, um, and I mean, even now we're looking at uh, federal legalization of marijuana, it uh, seems like it's coming closer every year, and I think, um, I think we'll be kind of looking in that direction uh, for suppressors in the future, because it looks like it started and the momentum's not going to stop.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of Texas, uh, they they actually passed seven new gun laws this week in addition to the ones you cited. So I'm just going to go through all of those real quick. Um, There's HB 1927, that's constitutional carry. Uh, Senate Bill 19 prohibits companies from contracting with a government agency in Texas. Uh, That one's uh, basically preventing discriminating against firearms or firearms manufacturers in the state of Texas. Uh, There's SB 20, bars from hotels, from allowing guests to store firearms or ammo in their rooms, um, also allows them to, you know, carry a gun within a hotel or directly to their vehicle from a hotel. SB five fifty broadens the types of holsters persons are allowed to carry in Texas. Uh, there's also HB nine five seven removes prohibitions on suppressors. That's what you were talking about, which uh, is great. Which one? Uh, the number? Oh, HB nine five seven. Right. Um, and then, of course, the uh, Second Amendment Sanctuary State Law. Yep, is... Second Amendment Sanctuary State Law. And then uh, also, this one's kind of relevant because it's a good president for California next time. H uh, B 1500, would, which would categorize firearms and ammunition businesses as essential services during a disaster. Nice. So that would block what happened during COVID in... Santa Clara County, where uh, essentially all the gun stores were not allowed to be reopened by a edict from Gavin Newsom on down through uh, local government, which was kind of ridiculous if you ended up making a purchase uh, right before they shut down like me and had to wait like 65 days before they were allowed to reopen uh, for something I legally purchased.
1: Yeah, um, my FFL actually did drive through services and were told to shut down or lose their
0: business license uh, in the height of the pandemic. Yeah, like, uh, our store, like, tried that for a day, and they got shut down within, like, two hours by the, uh, the police. They just, like, shut this down immediately, and uh, that store ended up going bankrupt. That's really sad and completely unfair. Yep.
1: Totally. Cool. Yeah, um, so, yeah, Texas is currently absolutely killing it. Uh, go, Texas. You're awesome. And then I believe there's some other states that have been uh, have been at least on concealed carry. I think Indiana is going to try again soon. <laughs> let's see, what else? Um, FPC, of course, is challenging. Um, let's see. So they're challenging bans on handgun carry by adults under 21 in Minnesota, Illinois, Georgia, Tennessee, and Pennsylvania. And then they're challenging Maryland, New, New Jersey and New York City's bans on handgun carry and they're challenging the federal ban on the sale of handguns and handgun ammo to adults under 21 and they're challenging Maryland's assault weapons ban and they're challenging California's roster firearms purchasing firearm purchase rationing ban and of course the assault weapons ban so FPC yep. staying busy and I mean with all those states
0: I mean the Tennessee ban it seems like uh Seems like the circuit court down there would probably be more favorable. Yeah, for sure. And uh well yeah, don't forget in California also the uh high capacity uh or standard capacity magazine ban. They're fighting that as well. Cool. Um well yeah, I guess that last story is just kind of more of a really bizarre comment from the White House. Um they came out and did a press conference yesterday, and um uh, you know, one of the interesting quotes that came out of that was from our president, who uh, basically said, quote, uh, on the Second Amendment, if you think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. Which, that was weird. Is he uh, I mean, talking about sure's... using F-15s on uh, Texas at this point?
1: I, I mean, it sounded to me like he was just uh, telling Americans that they needed to buy um... F-15s and nuclear weapons. That, that honestly, is, that's, what that read, that's what that comment read as to me. And uh, under various circumstances, that's completely legal. Um, private, private nuclear device ownership is possible in the U.S. There aren't really many laws governing it. Uh, it's more of a matter of, um, well, being rich. And uh, you can own an F-15. That's totally legal.
0: It's a plane yeah well nice i mean plus the f-15s kind of getting up there so it might qualify as a you know curio and relic at some point uh no the, you don't need to register the, the guns on it are a separate matter you probably need
1: ah, okay. to own the full auto guns unless you want to semi-auto f-15 <laughs> <laughs> which would be fun
0: that would be uh, cool
1: but, one shot but uh yeah yeah pretty much just uh oh i can't even imagine imagine a semi-automatic a10 warthog <laughs> Instead of a zipper, it sounds like a very slow zipper.
0: Yep. But um, uh, speaking yeah, of which, so that's uh, the... FTC just posted a really uh, funny meme about that. It has an F-15 flying through the sky. Talk to me, Goose. The right to keep and bear F-15 shall not be infringed. I think that should be a shirt. I think you're right. Oh, that's that's wonderful though. Yep. Cool. Well, uh, speaking of wonderfulness, let's transition off of news and on to Weird Gun of the Week, which uh, I forgot who submitted this one, but I had not heard of the h and G11 before. Um, <laughs> Crowd Space Magic, let's go. Space Magic, yeah, exactly. It's a prototype assault rifle uh, developed from the late 1960s by, uh, I am not even going to try to pronounce this, but GSHG. German for the Association of Caseless Rifle Systems. Oh, um, which oh,
1: Gesellenschaft für Hosenlose Systeme. Ah,
0: to... uh, there you go. We, we, we are handling all German uh, translations uh, over to you from now on.
1: All right. Uh, yeah,
0: so, uh, yes, the caseless ammo rifle that is insane. Uh,
1: yeah, so I think the most notable thing about it, besides looking like a gigantic piece of sci-fi weaponry, is that it didn't have to eject casings because it didn't have any. Right? No brass to catch.
0: So it's like literally shooting hot lead at people (laughs) without
1: casings? Yeah, it's literally shooting hot lead. There's no need for an injection system. Um, So you actually get more muzzle velocity out of the same amount of powder simply because you don't have to use any extra gas or any extra blowback to run a, uh, a reloading system. Or use a little bit, but it's a rotating barrel type reloading system. Very, very different from anything that had been done before. Uh, Ultimately, it was a little bit too complex for Germany at the time, and the Kessel's ammo had some issues where it was very delicate. Uh, And, of course, since the the chamber was contacting the powder directly, uh, it had a problem with cook-off, where when the chamber was too hot, it could actually ignite the powder, so you you could have an out-of-battery ignition, which is not a good thing. But it was super cool. And uh, especially for a, you know, 60s gun, it had a 50 round detachable box mag um and which is you know kind of unparalleled at the time and it it felt kind of like a uh kind of like a P90 where it had a top attached magazine that sat along the barrel and you could pull it out and stick another one in that gap there and it fed from the top but um i'm Pretty kind of cool. a nerd for this gun it is stupid cool i wish we could still get them they are absolutely fantastic and sadly NATO failed to adopt them <laughs> Hopefully the Space
0: Force will someday. I don't know. Well, either that or... I always have to wonder if there's ever going to be, like, a... I don't know, like, a renaissance boutique 3D printing phase of odd and obscure guns at some point.
1: I'm not entirely sure how you'd 3D print one of these, um,
0: but if it could be done... um, Individual parts, maybe, and, you know, kind of assemble it, but...
1: Yeah, that... Hmm... I don't know. That could be really, really interesting. I know a couple of people I need to talk to about this. <laughs> no comment. It's but uh, they tell live in places where it's legal. They live in places where care. it's legal to print your own guns.
0: Yeah. Oh well, there you go. I mean, hey, why yeah. not? And
1: also, it's a it's a rifle. I mean, you can those are much less regulated, and you can in states where it's legal
0: to print your own guns. I mean, you can print those anywhere nice so, yeah i hmm. saw it on the reload.com there's a like some kind of a festival that happens every year for 3d printed guns in legal states where you can do so and there there was one i mean in california like, like you can, the head of a dragon and it was in, interesting in california you can 3d print your own gun
1: as long as you uh register it right or as long as you serialize it uh in accordance with all
0: the law yeah
1: and i it, believe so of course it's so, an on-ruster handgun that you're printing
0: yeah, exactly. I think that's the the contingence there, but, you know, again, not a lawyer. Um, I mean, you wanted to check yeah. out, like, there's a bunch of different YouTube channels about the legalities of how to do it. Um, and my understanding sure you is, can... like, for off-roster stuff, you can technically do it, but it has to be, like, single-shot exemption. Oh, right. I remember
1: that whole thing. There's a bunch of guys who've made, like, straight-pull glocks for a long time because
0: of those laws. Ah! I don't understand California than ours. Yeah, and then then slightly better than slightly better than yours, but like eye openingly weird when you can just like cross the border into Arizona or Nevada and uh, see what the rest of the country uh, gets to enjoy. Yeah, it's completely unfair. Um, yeah. actually, speaking of which, there was just there was just a gunshot down my street. Fun. Oh, well, that's yeah. fun. Hopefully, perhaps oh. it could have been a muffler backfiring, but nope.
1: Uh... Yep, there's another one. No, my dog can oh, tell great. the
0: difference. Uh, uh, between fireworks muffle uh backfires, and uh gunshots yeah well uh oh, oh, uh raphael is gonna be hosting the rest of this show from his bathtub um, um i uh... <laughs>
1: i'm I'm sitting here with my bottle of whiskey and my rifle, I'm not running well, except you... <laughs> to the extent of the except except to the extent the law requires nice except one all oh, right yeah, no that's uh I know the laws, and uh I'm not getting shot, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay well that that's not that could be an
0: interesting live audio experience uh yeah we'd go viral instantly
5: hey (laughs) come here
0: (laughs) yeah go on a megaphone say hey you shot down the street come here we'll see see how that all goes yeah just great great well let's see what else do we have this week uh well i think we're about we're actually done with news um so yeah we had a bigger audience but uh now we still have two people there so uh yeah awesome
1: yeah, can board them off. <laughs>
0: <scared> <laughs> off by, but Zell so if I had to ask questions or come on the podcast for a bit uh feel free to hit the raise hand icon and uh you too can uh experience audio fun yeah, or any questions about this uh, this
1: range day, which I am super hyped about. I'm actually flying all the way out from New York to come uh, shoot some rounds in California, which uh, I think is really funny. I'm heading from one of the worst states to the other worst states uh, just to plink a bit. But uh, it, I'm super hyped to be headed out there. I've never been to
0: California before, and I'm um, kind of hoping it won't live up to its reputation. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, you are going to be visiting San Jose, which is, you know, usually pretty nice that time of year, at least. I'm, I'm looking uh, forward to the weather for sure. I live in upstate New York. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you think I know what the sun looks like? Uh, yeah, the, the, I feel like, I mean, I'm originally from Portland uh, and uh, yeah, pretty, pretty similar rain patterns there. Yeah, we don't we don't get that much rain. We just get a lot of overcast and amounts of
1: snow like you would not believe. Yeah. Yeah. You think of, you've uh, seen snow? You haven't seen snow. No, until you've seen eight feet of snow in front of an old lady's front door. <laughs> Jeez,
0: yeah, that uh, that happens every once in a while. Like, not in California, but like you know where my parents live, kind of close to Truckee in the mountains. And uh, right. you know, Portland gets a major snowstorm like once every ten years. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty much unheard of out here on the West Coast for the most part.
1: Yeah, the, right. the weather is definitely interesting. Especially if you're doing uh, shooting drills in the snow, sprinting through a ton of snow, trying to fire while your hands are, you know, freezing off. It's good training.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, 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 yeah, that, uh, that could be kind of interesting. because actually the location is up in the mountains of San Jose, which does get snow. I'll have to ask Brian if he actually, if his range area has ever gotten snowed in, because that, that could be kind of like a whole new uh, business line for him. Just like, you know, Siberian uh, firearms training
1: with Kalashnikovs.
0: I have some family in Russia and
1: they uh they have interesting laws there. Let's make it a thing. Uh yeah We do need to have an East Coast gun day. Um, but if anybody's interested in coming out and getting getting more tickets, I'm looking forward to meeting everybody. i am you know, very excited. You guys seem like everyone I've talked to so far has been super cool and generally really smart and seems like they know what they're talking about. Um so I'm really interested in meeting meeting more of you than I already have
0: and uh you know, seeing uh seeing what we can do yeah for sure i mean you know brian himself you know he's kind of like the highlight there um so i'd say yeah check out more of his videos on monarchdefense.com um he is great and uh so are his classes so it should be uh should be a good time um well yeah looks like we don't have any listener q a this week so uh, uh gg do you have any uh you know final thoughts you wanted to share looks like we may be having mic issues if uh Something's going on there. Oh well. anybody anybody want to just
1: say uh, come on and say you. something? Anybody want to come say something mean about David Chipman? Um, that that's always always an option uh, because he deserves it.
0: Okay, well that's fine. I'll say it myself. He sucks. <laughs> yep. I was. Uh, I actually listened to the uh, confirmation committee hearing live this morning, and uh, you know, surprisingly, Ted Cruz had some pretty good points uh, to make. Ted Cruz, about pro- uh, Ted Cruz loves his guns. I will
1: say that. Yes, That's he does. I think we can all appreciate about that particular person. Um, no matter what you think about his other positions, I can definitely understand. Uh, he is on our side on this particular matter, and I'm glad for it. All right. Uh, looks like we're about ready to wrap up for the,
0: for the week, I believe. Um, Yep. Uh yep, unless uh Eugene, you had any uh, you know final thoughts you wanted to share or anything uh before we uh head off into the wild blue yonder. Nope. All right. Well, going once then, going twice, and uh yeah, thanks everyone for another great show. Looks like we got it in just about over an hour at this point, so I feel like that's a good healthy length for a podcast, so we're not droning on for three hours. Um be sure to check us out, uh week after next for the next full show, but, uh, we'll probably have another shorter bonus episode in between then on the, uh, Absolutely. platforms that we're on. So feel free to check us out on Apple podcast, Google podcast, uh, Spotify, you name it. We're there. It's the AAPI GoCast. And please leave us a glowing five-star review. And we would really appreciate that. Uh, especially if you can get the word out to your friends about the show. Uh, we're here every other weekend. Uh, Look forward to seeing you next time. Take care, everyone. All right, folks. It's been real. Yep. AAPI GoCast signing off.